Welcome to Beauty as a Birthright, a podcast where we decode the evolving concept of beauty from a multidimensional lens. In this space, we embark on a journey with engaging guests from all walks of life to figure out if beauty is a birthright, then what's our legacy? So let's get started. Okay, welcome back, everyone. In our last episode, we talked with Kyle Yoshioka, who is a Portland-based writer that identifies as extremely biracial, queer, non-binary, and neurodivergent. If you haven't checked out that episode, go check it out. It's so good. You're going to laugh. Um, and just, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and we talked about everything from what it means to be extremely biracial to what our pole dancing song would be. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Hi, Paige. Hi, Tamsin. You know, actually, we didn't get to hear what your pole dancing song and outfit would be. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that afterwards. Because <laughs> usually when I'm asking questions, it's because I want you to ask the question to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so okay. What's your I, song so and attire? I have to like pre- pre- preface this, that this is a question I ask often to many people, usually at the most inappropriate times. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't asked this question in a long time. And when I found out Kyle is doing pole dancing, I'm like, oh my God, I, I used to ask this. It, it was just a way for me to get to know someone. Like I, I would always ask these strange questions like this and just to get to know your personality. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so it always changes. And I love it because it's like fantasy world for me. And so I've been thinking about this for myself. So one, I would probably be a stripper at this like strip club that I don't even know it exists, but it'd be like all bodies and like all gender and just like, but super high class, like, you know, like just beautiful, like the ambiance. Right. And I picture Mm -hmm. it being like, kind of like a high class carnival circus theme, like, Mm -hmm. but like, maybe like, um, maybe like 1920s kind of, you know, just beautiful. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm giving you the whole setup because I, yes, I used okay. to work in film. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm entering the wait, interior. Entering yeah. <laughs> yeah, you enter. Circus theme, right? And every time I think about circus, like I always think the ringleader's outfit is really cute. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure if it would fit with my my song because you know, Kyle talked about content <laughs> and like, it all has the matchy matchy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let me start with the song, the song that I'm really into lately. It, I love this band called, um, what is it called? Cigarettes and sex. Have you ever heard of this band? No, it sounds like a nineties band. I think they were like two thousands. Um, I was listening to them last. Yeah. Cigarettes, oh, cigarettes after sex. And so mm-hmm. there's their vibe is like very dreamy pop kind of like Mazzy star kind of like new wave French cinema. That's the kind of like, <laughs> and the guy's <laughs> voice is very androgynous, super sexy. And they have this one song called crush. So that mm-hmm. would be my pole dancing song. Um, and, and, um, my outfit would be, so it's got to match with that. Oh, you know what? Maybe like, like kind of like, maybe like sort of like 1960s, like, um, like, like nightgown kind of thing, like 
big lashes, like Sophia Loren, kind of like 1960s mm-hmm. vibe, like big hair, like the stockings, the garter belt, very like black and white cinema mm-hmm. kind of thing. You okay. know what I mean? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Super lashes, super eyeline. Yeah. And like big- smaller lip makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then like, and very like, maybe like a super sexy, tight little corset thing and garter belts and something like that. To go, to go match with that's not very circus theme but I don't know I'll throw in the circus in there somehow <laughs> yeah well circuses are always eclectic like they it's true there's different yeah. costumes different acts different, yeah I was going yeah. through I was matching with the song so that would be that's I think that's my vibe lately because I've just been on this journey of like sensuality and like trying to figure out what that means to me and like mm-hmm. sexiness being part of sensuality and intimacy and so yeah. 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 So what else like were you thinking? I mean, I love this episode with Kyle. I mm-hmm. found it. If we, if we when we use the word juicy, I'm like this was pretty juicy. <laughs> yeah. uh, what were some other things that you were kind of thinking about as they were sharing different parts of the things that we asked them? And for those of you who haven't, you know, listened to our episode with Kyle, it's the one right before this. So have a definitely have a listen before you jump into this one. Oh, yeah. And let us know what your pole dancing song is on our Instagram. I want to know. We should make a playlist of everyone's pole dancing song. (laughs) Um, I just love Kyle, just the way they see life and how they express it. Um, I love that they talked about pathological confidence because that's something I can relate to so hard. And yeah, it's it's this thing like I don't want to make it sound like we're dissing on ourselves, but like it is this kind of like delusion, but like owning up to that delusion. And right. uh-huh. I do like when people are a little bit self-deprecating because I think people who are self-deprecating, it comes from a place. Well, not all. I like when people are self-deprecating, but they don't actually totally believe it. It's like almost like kind of poking fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. And but they are very confident or they're working to be confident. They're working to be, have a strong self-esteem. They're not doing it to like beat themselves down that I don't like. That's not fun to watch, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but so somebody who is confident enough to kind of just poke fun of themselves and really pathological confidence is such a, it's such a good term. <laughs> and I love that you were like, no, I'm just confident. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I just wonder like, delusional according to who right because everyone's reality is different and so is it according to like what mainstream says how you're supposed to feel or think based on your identities or your appearance Mm -hmm. and then if so then I can see how that might be delusional if it doesn't fit like that mainstream narrative but if Mm -hmm. it's your own reality that you're creating then I don't know if like is that so applicable like I'm Yeah, I will. I don't know how Kyle would define it, but how I see it within myself is like, like it's, you know, it's so hard every day to love yourself. Right. So some days you just got to show up looking cute and, you know, like fake it till you make it (laughs) and like, and just, you know, you're like, you wake up, you're like, I'm not feeling cute. I feel bloated. I, you know, my hair's not right. And like, da, 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 but you just got to put on that makeup. You got to put on the clothes and just show up and be like, yep, 
like this until like fake it mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. delusional right and like act like you're hot shit and then hopefully it'll like you know it's not like a long-term thing I see it like kind of moment to moment day-to-day thing right I have this reminds me I have a close girlfriend French girlfriend and she would always tell me like if I'm having a bad day she'd say just wear the sexiest underwear lingerie that you own and just for yourself yeah I do that like put it on and nobody has to know about it only you do Mm -hmm. and see what it does for your spirit as you go through your day you know from that point forward have you done that feeling great yeah it was like the best advice ever yeah all of these French secrets (laughs) you know because in the pandemic it's been so rough because like I've gained a lot of weight and um I think in the last two years you know just wearing sweatpants and we're in a different world now like I don't even know what my fashion style is so I have my clothes from the Mm pre-pandemic but I'm in this process of losing weight so to me I'm cheap too so I don't want to buy a whole wardrobe right now because every week it's it's different and so I was just looking at my closet I'm like I can't wait to like just get like donate all this clothes and then find the new me like this new person I have a new career I'm a new person I'm a new job everything um but the one thing that I did during the middle of the pandemic when I was having a rough time with myself was I bought so okay I have a drawer of like my good panties right like my day panties <laughs> oh my god I have something to say after this okay, okay. my good date panties um and then like everyday panties and then like um my gym panties right so the everyday panties is just like oh man it's, it's whatever I like got rid of it and I bought really nice cute panties that are for everyday wear but like really good material and I'm like Mm -hmm. listen as long if I'm wearing my onesie or like sweatpants for days and I wear this cute underwear at least it it I'm doing something for myself you know Mm -hmm. and so that's what I did I got rid of all the raggedy underwears and now it's just cute underwear everywhere. <laughs> this is how we're going to have to get our sponsors times in. <laughs> oh my God, we should get underwear sponsors. What are these cute underwear? <laughs> and, and Paige is ready to do a thirst trap. So <laughs> we will have pictures of us in underwear. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now something I was going to say that's kind of funny, speaking of like panties and panty drawers is I think since forever, I always felt like there was an expiration on underwear. And when it reached a certain period of time, you should like replenish, get new ones and, um, you know, get rid of your old ones. So the funny thing is this became known to like amongst all of my high school friends or Mm -hmm. even middle school friends growing up. And then somehow the story via what we say, coconut wireless or like telephone (laughs) was that by the time it got to like our mother's there was this belief that I bought underwear and put an actual expiration date on like <laughs> the label. Uh-huh. And when that date came, I would throw it out. And these moms would share How long the was story. the date? Through the like, story. I don't know, like, like I'm year? not sure. X, X amount of months. But it's so oh, funny because wow. then the story would be like, oh my gosh, we just saw Sally and she told us that you're so brilliant because every time you buy underwear, you put the expiration date on it and then you toss it out. And I was like, oh my God, it's so cute how the story was initially just me saying, oh, I believe that they all have a shelf life and you need to like continuously, you know, um, 
get rid of the old and get new. And then it turned into like, she has like expiration dates and like organizes it based on shelf life. And anyway, I just thought of that. So was this something you just made up? Like one day, like young page was like, underwears have expiration dates. I guess it's so interesting. I think it's interesting that like this episode of talking so much about my career as a gymnast. Yeah. But I definitely think that's where it came from because I was, I did all four events, but my best event was beam. Me too. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I felt like there was so much wear and tear from beam work. Mm -hmm. And I remember I could, I would get, it would just get worn, like really worn really quickly from Mm. just like rubbing and rolling. And, um, I just remember like always being really aware of the condition that my underwear was in at such a young age. So it just became this natural, like process and the timing was always really consistent. And then I just carried that with me forever. Wow. So do you now have expiration dates on your underwear here now? <laughs> I don't as have an adult? written, but as an adult, I'm still, this is still my practice. Like wow. I never, you'll never find old worn underwear. Oh my God. Do you watch Ali Wong? Yes. You know, she talks about her rat, like the, like her yeah. old underwear where like rats have chewed off the crotch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll never be like, I'll never will get to that point. Wow, you're yeah. so fancy. Oh my <laughs> god, this is like blowing my mind. You, you, you like to me, this sounds like you have your life together. <laughs> this is how you determine, yeah. This yes, is how this we is know exact. when people have their like shit together, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their panties are intact. Yeah, you don't have to tell me that you run all these successful businesses. I know a successful clinic, like. <laughs> The fact that you have mental expiration dates on your underwear, it's like, wow, you're a grown up, you're fancy, you have your life together. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Okay, so what else about Kyle? Well, like what came up for you when they were talking about, I mean, we just talked about, I love this episode because we talked about so many random things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, there's so much. I mean, for me personally, and we taught I did talk about it on the episode, but mm-hmm. just that whole biracial aspect because it feels like, I mean, their their last name is Yoshioka, mm-hmm. and then their whole family participates in karate, and then they've been drawn to East Asian um, practices. Mm-hmm. So it reads like how I identify more Asian, but then Kyle kept sharing about really feeling that push pull internally, but also not trying to appease either side of their identities. Um, so I'll just have to keep digesting it, but it's just such an interesting thing for me to think about. Cause what it sh- told me is you could still live one way, like really invested in one part of your identity or one of the cultures you inherited, but still really identify as truly biracial. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't get to ask them like aesthetically, I think I brought it up, but they didn't have a chance to answer like aesthetically if they really feel like they look half white, half Japanese. Oh yeah. Cause I feel like that. I always felt like I'm very Asian facing. Like when really, 
Well, I just feel, I mean, you know, cause you grew up with a lot of mixed race people. Yeah. It's easy for you to see yeah, mixed yeah, race yeah. individuals, but for those who haven't, when I walk into a room, they see an Asian woman, they don't see a white woman if they mm-hmm. had to choose. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and then of course there's those people that know that I mix. So anywho, I was just curious with Kyle, if they like their own appearance also informed their internal feeling about their identity. I mean, it must've, I just didn't get a chance to ask them. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was just so interesting to hear from Kyle and then from you because you are both biracial, but Mm -hmm. you have that Hawaiian culture, which is like this third aspect to it. And then I think what Kyle was describing about in terms of being extremely biracial is that they've managed to create that third identity. It's just Mm -hmm. just as similar to what your Hawaiian culture is. Yeah. And I can't remember how they said it, but it was something like, (laughs) something alluded to the fact that like, this is just me and like, like, I don't need to justify myself or like Mm -hmm. to any, or explain myself to anyone else. Right. And that is such a new concept for me that I'm loving that I think I'm really learning a lot actually from like Gen Z. Cause that's just their generation. I know. They're like, they're, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how natural it comes to them. Yeah. We, we fangirl over Gen Z. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, multi-hyphen, multi-identity and that's just their world. And they're, mm-hmm. and they don't feel the, and to me, when I listen to them and then I see like older even our generation or like older, how they're so strict on like this binary way of looking at life. Right. And I'm just like, oh, you're sold. Get over it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's such a black and white world. And that's that's not how it is. And it's so weird hearing conversations because I feel like we're our generation sort of in the middle, right? Yeah. Exactly. So we, we have acts, we have ears to both generations of what they're talking about. And the more I think about it, it's like, yeah, I'm with Gen Z. Like, and Kyle is not Gen Z. Um, they're, they're older. Or- yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, but I think being having these intersectional identities over intersectional identity over intersectional identities, like you just end up getting to a place where you're probably tired of uh, explaining yourself to people. Mm-hmm. Right. I know I talked to this parent of a Gen Zer, and they were saying how their children, like identities and labels and all of that stuff, they've just like, they never hopped on that wagon of being mm. interested in learning or talking in those terms. Like everything that they, that their child, like how they communicate has totally transcended that. And so while we're still stuck on like, wait, is it binary? Is it non-binary? Is it did? They're like, they didn't even stop at that stoplight. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, um, people, we're trying to get to this place. Why are you stopped here? Oh my God, so, they're so evolved. <laughs> I know it's so fascinating. And the same thing with like, you know, sexual orientation and sexual preferences. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. is super antiquated too, for us to be like, well, are you bi? Are you like, remember, we you couldn't know? even wrap our heads around like poly, 
let yes. alone what pansexual is. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like if somebody is poly or if no, not even that. If somebody was bi, it was just like, wait, what? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, How, what like, do you what mean? Percentage, what percentage <laughs> are you wanting this? And what percentage are you wanting that? And yeah, no, right. So my, my, like what I've learned or what I've heard is Gen Z, like that is just, I mean, that's not even a conversation they're having. Oh, I want to be part of their generation. (laughs) I'm going to be like the old person trying to dress like a Gen Z. Uh, Hey kids. (laughs) You have to get it. Oh, you have a metal part. You do, right? Oh, I I mean, this is only accidental because I'm too lazy to get a haircut. I need to book a haircut. Okay, you need a metal part if you're going to try to talk to Gen Z. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't have the facial structure for that. (laughs) Uh, No, I love it because... I'm going through my gender um, journey and I think it's a lot of unlearning from my generation because non-binary gender fluid weren't common terms. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure they existed, but I just never heard of it growing up. And then how I was always identified was kind of a tomboy, but I, I didn't. And like, I think that's what girls who had, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't like did boy stuff was kind of fit into that, but I did super girly stuff too. And so it was like, yeah, like, you know, riding bikes and like climbing trees, but I also love pink and unicorn. And it was like, it didn't make sense Mm -hmm. to me and, or not, and it made sense to me, but it didn't make any sense, sense to anyone else. I remember like at one time I was at my brother's place and I was watching flipping back from two two tv shows and one was about the navy seals and their training mm-hmm. and then the other one was rupaul's drag race <laughs> like two polar opposites <laughs> i love both of them and my brother was like this is just this is just you he's like this is, you do this right, stuff right, right? <laughs> oh and so when i heard non-binary for the first time years ago i was like huh okay that's cool. All right. It didn't even click to me that like, this might be my thing. Mm-hmm. And then the more I saw non-binary people on Instagram or in the media, it, they were often portrayed as like very androgynous, very thin mm-hmm. white. And right. so to me, I was like, oh, then that's definitely not me. Um, and then I heard gender fluid and something clicked. I was like, oh, this Mm -hmm. sounds like me (laughs) because it's not even that like I'm this third gender or not these two genders it's like so fluid for me and I still don't really know what that means but like I'm having a really fun time um, learning that and I think this conversation with Kyle and seeing how they express it you know it's like it's just nice to be like, yeah, you don't know anybody, any, just like anything. <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paige, so, you know, where are you on your beauty journey? And like, what's been going on? Like, where are you heading towards? Mm-hmm. I've been recently, so I have this thing, thank you so much to you. I have this UCLA student intern for my young face. And she's a studied ballet in China growing up. She went to an art school and now she's a dance major at UCLA. So anyway, I've been really interested 
from her influence and inspiration of beauty or art as an expression of beauty Mm. and beauty as an expression of art and how art is such an amazing conduit of beauty. Yeah. We talked Um, a little bit about that with Kyle with pole dancing. Yep. Like this Mm -hmm, art expression. Yes. And so I've just been really interested in, I guess, to simplify it, like movement and beauty. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And then the expression of yourself through movement in order to deliver your beauty. Yeah. Oh my God. I need that on a sticker or a t-shirt or something. (laughs) So that's where I am. And I think I'm going to, I mean, I am, you know, by way of this intern, I have been exploring it more. How have you been exploring it? So she's been making these vid dance videos for me and I've kind of been the director and helping to guide the script and inspire how we're going to, you know, shoot the videos. Um, but I haven't actually like am physically jumped into that. So I'm interested. I might, I'm meeting with her later today. I might ask her to choreograph something for the both of us and we can like duet it. Oh, um, I love this. Yes. We're going to share it on our podcast, Instagram. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what about you, Tamsin? <clears throat> Where have you been? I'm on the same vibe with you. Like this week was so rough for me. I was so exhausted. Um, my dad's like, do you have COVID? I'm like, no, I mean, I don't see anybody. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. I just like, I just would get up and then I do one thing and then I just go to sleep. I can't like function. But yesterday I had like another me day and, um, and yeah, and I've been on this path of like exploring what sensuality and intimacy looks like for me. And, um, And so yesterday I had like a dance party with myself (laughs) Um, and and, um, yeah. And so it was so much fun because it was like fun dancing, but then sexy dancing and like just really feeling my body. And I think because I'm in this body that doesn't feel like my body yet, or there is some like disconnection to it, like feeling that part of myself. And that's the reason why I've been having these like four hour bath rituals and like, yeah getting all the skincare stuff is to like feel my body and, and seeing how my body moves. It it was, it was just nice. And, um, you know, I'm in my sweatpants and hoodie and it's just like, I feel it's sexy. And so it was, I think I want to explore that, but I, I mean, it's so hard when you're like older. It's like you can't hit the clubs anymore. You know, like, like before the pandemic, it would like, where do I bust out moves? It's like my Zumba class with <laughs> old ladies. You know, it's like I'm not. Uh, I used to work in clubs when I was in my twenties, right? And so it's right. like. It's like, uh, it's yeah, no, I, I would not, I would not let anyone above 32 years old inside the club. (laughs) And so for me, I'm much older. I'm like, no, you cannot be in the club. You're the boat has sailed. And and so I'm just like, where do people our age, like, where can we like go out and have fun? And plus I don't want to be in the club with the kids, you know, like, yeah, right. You know? And so it's like, where can we go where we dance? And Seattle had a great thing where it was, um, we had daybreakers, which was like these early morning raves um, before work. And I took one of my co-fellows there and that was mm-hmm. kind of fun. But this music's still not good. Like I want 90s hip hop. Like I want something sexy. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, if people, if you know where someone of our age where can do we go, go? <laughs> and weddings, uh, <laughs> it's the only place that um, I don't even like weddings. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> but yeah. Where can we go where we can dance? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's fun. It's one thing to dance by yourself in your uh-huh. room, but I want to dance with other people. It's that energy and just, you, you know, know. Where I feel like people can do these things, but it's mm-hmm. totally not up our alley is mm-hmm. like at um like western ho dance line oh, no, dance I, don't want to. I, mean, I know I, like that's uh, the thing that's interesting about it though is I feel like that's an all age yeah. situation but you and I could not be any farther from that part of like the US I mean I was born in Kansas so there is some country in me I do okay. like country stuff and I can definitely line dance but you know I want to like mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> oh my. okay so, yeah we might have I don't know maybe we have to make it up maybe we have to do this page maybe this is our next business venture <laughs> yeah making a, a club for old people a certain yeah exactly <laughs> where it's just 90s hip hop and like <laughs> <laughs> well you know what I love is I love that we're moving into you know our last episode with Emirate Mm. we talked about how you and I came into this kind of just focusing on beauty. When, when we look at it in a superficial way, we'll focus it on our faces. And then with Emirate, we were moving in more towards body. And then I feel like it rubbed off on us because you and I are now saying a week later from that session, that from that recording that we're kind of interested in movement and, and body. And Kyle definitely also enforced that for us today too. It's also spring season, right? Wood mm-hmm. element. It's all about movement. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm realizing also just being exhausted this week of how much I need to move my body in order for me to be like mentally well. Right. And it's hard to do that in this, like, you know, it's cold and rainy in Seattle, but like not being able to move in the last few days has made me realize how important it is. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'm in that place with my journey, with my body that I'm, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into shape, but also practice being okay with, it's a few things. Like I want to, I want to be, I want to be in shape to whatever that means to me. I want to stop yo-yoing. Like, cause I'm too old for this. I'm done. I'm so done yo-yoing my body. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. do this anymore. And then also being okay with yo-yoing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, it's complex and I'm just trying to do my best. I'm taking my baths like, and, and trying to just practice kindness. And I think, I think that's been like the biggest clicker in me and maybe we can talk about more in other episodes when we do have people who have like want to talk about body stuff with beauty mm-hmm. but yeah yeah oh it was so much fun I know so much fun thank you everyone for joining us and feel free t- if you're enjoying this to review like our episode share with friends comment we'll really welcome any positive feedback and just appreciate everyone that's along with us on our journey. Yeah. And watch out for the thirst trap pictures that are posted. We're going to post <laughs> <laughs> and the pole dancing video. I'm trying to get Paige to upload that pole dancing video that she has. <laughs> so, all right. Bye. Okay. Bye.
Well, that's it for today. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and share it with your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at beautyasabirthright and say hello. If you're interested in learning more about Taoist face reading, head over to elementalarchetypes.com and follow Dr. Tamsin on Instagram at elementalarchetypes. If you like to explore beauty through your own hands, you can visit youngface.com. You may also explore Paige's Instagram at yang.face for tutorials, Chinese medicine theory, and candid thoughts on cultural appreciation. <laughs>